Yeah, it, that's a great age. It's I mean, crazy. They're starting up. Here's Lynn here. So does your daughter do any kind of dance or anything like that? She she did last year, and now she's trying voice, and then she wants to try gymnastics again. Nice. We're kind of all over the place. Hey, Lynn. Hey there. G- good morning. How are you? Good, good. We were just catching up on. Shaper, his shoulder coffee. Do you see what? I saw it. I saw it. Can you read it from there? Do I need to get it closer? She was getting ugly with me yesterday about USC changing all their branding and logos. And I tried to tell her it looked like you. They were trying to be like USC, the real USC in California. She didn't like that comment. Oh, that's great. Well, we took our, our, our 10-year-old little girl up to Clemson last weekend for the her first Clemson football game experience, so that was a big deal. Fun. Yeah, she and got homecoming and all the stuff going on. All the floats and everything. Uh, she got to bring a little friend, so that was a fun time. It was it was really a beautiful weekend for it, but mm-hmm. um, I was just, we were catching up about little girls. Our, our, our girls are about the same age. Um, yeah. Mine's real big into dance, and she was telling her about her stuff. But uh, small, small world. Uh, well, I, I want to be conscious of your time. I'm, I'm, I, I'm sure you have a lot going on, but I want, also wanted to learn a little bit more about uh, your roles and uh, tell you a little bit about myself, too. Um, and I, I don't mind getting started just to share what I'm uh, – I've been at Total Comfort for about six months. Um, T- Total Comfort was started in 1989, and we uh, started with a, a franchise. We joined into a franchise called Link Service, and the Link Service is really what sets us apart. Um, it's like if you go out and buy a, a, a Chick-fil-A franchise, it comes with all the processes and procedures and recipes. Um, so that's really what got the company off to a good start, but um, I, I previously to this, I had a solar business. I was installing solar panels onto houses and commercial buildings. And, uh, back when governor Haley opened up legislation, I, I, I jumped in and it made great sense. Uh, and when I was installing solar panels, I learned that, you know, over half the power bill on, on commercial buildings and residential is just cooling and heating the place. So a lot of times I was talking to folks saying, Hey, before we put a hundred panels up there, is your building really dialed in, and are, are are there lots of leakages around that we could tighten up before we just throw a bunch of panels on the on the roof? Um, and so that kind of led me into getting into where I'm at today um, with building performance, and it's uh, I'm I'm really excited to hear more about you guys and the Girl Scouts. I'm an Eagle Scout. I was sharing with Lynn. I'm an Eagle Scout. I, I uh, oh. I, I I grew up at Irmo and Troop ninety five was my troop right there at Union United Methodist Church, off of uh, yeah. St Andrews Road area. So yeah. I, I I passed by the y'all's beautiful building and I'm like I gotta <laughs> I gotta reach out to them and just see, you know, and I'll I'll turn it over to you guys. Hey, tell me about what's top of mind for you and. Uh, you know, are, are are you guys seeing a lot of use out of the building since COVID, or where are you guys headed for the next couple months? 
and hopefully you can take it, but before you start, I'm going to ask you a question. He just said all this. Would you also talk about dance, but ask him about his daughter being in Girl Scouts since you've got one? Um, we didn't make it that far. We have. Okay. <laughs> we, but we are, so we're in Earth, well, you're not in Earth anymore, but yes, she's very involved in Girl Scouts. Um, so if your daughter's interested, I'm sure there's a troop around y'all. Um, yeah, that, I'm glad you brought that up. We haven't gone down that route yet. Uh, not too late. No, not too late. Uh, uh, well, I'm Halfie. I'm the property and guest coordinator here at the Leadership Center. Um, we do. We have had and continue to have a lot of people in and out. Um, I joined November 2019, right after the building opened. Um, we were gearing up for you know, getting our site ready for outside reservations and rentals, as well as troops wanting to come and stay. And then, you know, three months later, COVID. So shut down for a while. Um, we picked it back up and it's been steadily busy, you know, for at least a year now. Um, lots of people in and out, lots of outside groups, um, and lots of troops on the weekend. So it is, it gets a lot of use and we'll, you know, continue to grow and, um, you know, hopefully have it, you know, packed full of people every day. So. Oh, that's great. And, uh, Lynn, you, you oversee it all from the Greenville location. Is that? Yeah, I'm the COO. So I'm over things like property, which is, she's part of the team of, um, our membership, our program, product sales, IT, um, and our customer care and retail and, and all of that stuff. And then a lot. personally, huh? A lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a personal job responsibility I have also is like our risk management, our insurance, um, things, things of that nature that are there. Any big like strategy projects or things with our national organization. And you've been with the organization for? Se- 25 years. 25 years. I started out as um, in program as a camp director. Really, so I moved up from there. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's been a good ride for sure. Good stuff. Well, that's that's exciting to hear. It, it so it sounds like things are. You know, it's always good to get a, a pulse of are things growing or are things staying the same or are they declining. Uh, so it sounds like you've got a solid team and, and things are moving along. Definitely. We have a great team right now. You know, we COVID hit everything and all the membership dropped down and just some stuff, but we have a near full team right now from almost every department and um, our membership is up. We're up to like, you know, we've got a long way to go to get to our goal, but we're getting back trending along with 2019 or pre COVID stuff. So that's, that's making us feel really good. We do a fall product sale and we have more girls than we've had, participate in I'm not even sure when um so wow. that's just a good indicator that not only they're back they're they're being active and participating sure and the product sale that's the Girl Scout cookies or that's the well in the fall we do um it's like a real low key probably unless you know a Girl Scout don't know about it it's a friends and family but it's like nuts and candy and magazines um nice. so and then the cookie sale um I mean, we're already working toward the cookie sale right now. We're um, in the process of like weekly meetings with the vendor, but it'll all kick off in November. Well, like two weeks, I guess. Now that it's almost the end of October, um, 
when they're training for our volunteers to kind of lead it for their area and then it'll be the actual sales time will be february and march for the girls when you see them out february and march gotcha yeah that's exciting yeah so um this is great. So I found out the building opened around 2019. And uh, when people are coming in on the weekends, are they coming in at like groups of 100 or so and utilizing the space? And uh... there's, I mean, there's a, it's, it varies. Um, well, in the building, and let out how old this building is, but the building itself is not new. <laughs> like they gotcha. renovated it and everything. And, um, so we opened 2019. Um, so you guys maybe bought it in 2019, or, or did that? No, we bought it in. Um, that was the great opening. Yeah, we bought the building like 2000. I think it was 2009. Um, okay. And it was this a former State Department of Agriculture building. So it it was a. Hopefully, never had the opportunity to see it this way, but when we had it and we held it so long because we were going to do capital campaigns and they just kept meeting setbacks. But it was just when you walked in the building, right now it's all big and open, but you would walk in and you would turn down a corridor either way and it would just be offices. And then when you got upstairs on the top, the bigger rooms were more like lab rooms. And then there would be little corner, there was like this little corner room that almost looked like a it had like lights in it. I don't know what it was. It looked, I always called it the corner pub. That's what it looked like they had in the building. It had like those kind of like lights different than anything, but it was just odd shaped little rooms and offices and labs up there. Gotcha. So, but they took it out and that's how they gathered in space. My little corner pub got taken out in the remodel process. Good deal. Well, I, you were going to say something, Huffy. Yeah, yeah. So, and we do have, you know, um, Again, it varies upstairs, um, employee offices, and bunk rooms where a lot of troops will come and stay the night. Oh, wow. You know, okay. Between, between 20, 10 and, and 30 girls at a time. Um, and we hold programs up there with some overnights. Um, and there's a couple other rooms, STEM Lab, Art Studio, and then a boardroom. Downstairs is where we have the most use. You know, we have our, big, our patio out back, but our multi-purpose room is our big room. And that, you know, I think, I don't know how many people it's held at one time. Maybe 150 has been the biggest group I've had. Wow, uh, that's great. Just about 70 people is what usually people will have. Sometimes it'll be smaller luncheons, but um, at least once a week there's a luncheon of some sort or some kind of meeting. Um, a lot of regular people that come once every week or two. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, a lot of training. So I'd say average group, about 60 to 70 in that room. That's really so great to hear because I was, I didn't know how to, this call would go because sometimes we've met with people and, and post COVID systems got shut off and maybe bacterial growth happened, you know, mold happened in the building because they said, oh, well, we're not having meetings. So let's just shut off the multi-purpose room and it, you come back in a year later and there's, you know, growth on the walls and it, it, we've really seen stuff like that, but it sounds like you guys have, are still pushing through and having all kinds of activity. So yeah, <laughs> we kept the building going during that time. Good we, job. We did have a property person in a similar position to coffee at that time. Um, he was in the building pretty much every day 
begrudgingly because he was there by himself with <laughs> everybody else. But like, it's really hard for property to work from home, so just had to be there for things. But um, but yeah, it was rough. Was- Everything was. When too, when I started this role, I was customer care before this, but I've always been in this building downstairs, front line, seeing everyone in and out. Um, but I didn't move into this role until mid this summer. Gotcha. No, no, it was it was it was transition period and the maternity leave. So sure. Now I'm, I'm back and I'm full force. So well, well that's fantastic. Well, so my, I, I'm not the technical guy. Uh, I, I I'm not here to speak to chillers and boilers and split systems and package units. I'm here to more talk about the business impact. And that's why I wanted Lynn on the phone instead of just talking to like a maintenance person. I'm, I'm looking at it more of a holistic, you know, how can we help drive more money to the bottom line, save you guys money at the end of the year, keep things working optimally. That's what I'm trying to accomplish with this meeting, just to start the conversation and, Say, you know, have you guys had any problems where systems have gone down and you've had to cancel events or have you had issues where it's just super hot and or cold? <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll throw that question out at, at you. All of the above. Okay. Yeah. And, and we'll go periods with, with no issues. Um, but the fact that it does happen and it happens when groups are here and that does pose a problem, you know, um, when you say all, all the above, like you're about to have a meeting and a bunch of people show up and uh, and you can't figure out why a unit's down or is that? Um, one of the well, one of the bigger issues that affects you know our the customers would be you know it happens on the weekend. You know during the if it's here in the day, that can typically you know, we'll fix it or we'll we'll catch it ahead of time where you know the AC goes out for some reason. Um, but it's when it's a weekend, no one's here except for the group. Um, we'll get them, you know, they have their own key, they can come in and set up. So I'm not always here, or there's not always an employee here when they are. And they have a group of 80 people and it's burning up. Um, that's not very fun for anybody. And then, you know, just, yeah, <laughs> that's been, I guess, the biggest pain point for me. You're right. That's not happening. And what's the normal process when it does happen? Do they call you and then you call the facilities guy and the facilities person or or, do you call a maintenance company to come and look at it or how like what's the normal process right now for for, for dealing with something like that uh we are able to log in ourselves and kind of tinker with it um so you have controls that are managed on the phone maybe sort of um yeah Unfortunately, I think the system that we're using, um, it is, it's quite difficult. Like it still runs off of the JavaScript. So you have to like log into a computer. It's very painful. Um, and we do have some controls where we can adjust temperatures. Um, we, they finally, after we kept having so many problems, the controls people gave us the ability to reset the system and that was working for a while. It would restart and come back and it would be just fine. It would, it would look perfect when you look at it. It'd have the right set temp. It would say it was occupied. It would say it's supposed to be 70 degrees and it would be like 85 and everything looked right on it. Yikes. Um, so it, that's where all this started. I had, I don't even remember this was when I had about lost it with that company and I made the rep for controls come in that, um, the, 
HVAC people come in and we had this meeting and then the guy that came for controls um, was not very helpful at all. It was not the same person we'd worked with before who had been helpful. Um, and he spent a lot of time just wandering around the building and then he like, you know, it was just, I don't think anything got accomplished. And then he came and said he was leaving. And we we're like, what do we do now? And um, so I had to go back to the original guy. I think that's when he added the reset maybe. I don't remember, but it was just, it's just not been a fun process. So, so, so when, when was this event? Was this like a year ago, last week, three years ago? This summer. This uh, summer okay, okay. When it was super hot and uh, <laughs> yeah. we couldn't cool down the building and everybody's looking there building. Yeah. Because it is May, Columbia. May, June. It was ongoing. Okay. Was, uh, so is the yeah. control system, do you mind me asking, is it CMI? Does that sound familiar? Okay. So it's not them. Um, yeah. Sometimes we hear those kind of complaints. If you're not a big... I, I would tell you who it was, and I can't think right now, but it's not it. But I can... Okay. Um, I can it's a what is it? A- ATFT. ATFT. Okay. Uh, but the guy we work with is based out of Charlotte, um, and that's who when the building was redone, that's who like contractors went with for them for controls and. Um, sure. And so they, you know, it it seemed at that point it was good, but we had problems in the very beginning with it too, and then it kind of things got worked out between it and then it's just kind of come off the rails and and being completely honest right now it's not working right because we're waiting on a part for HVAC to come in because we've had this back and forth and everybody blaming each other but um but still the controls piece is an issue it's not easy to access it's not on the phone so you physically have to remote log into a server in the building and um can only do it on certain devices in certain ways and, and all that in order to uh, get any kind of access to even see what's going on. I mean, when you're out and about on a Saturday, it's, you know, it's not fun to always do it. You go ahead to your computer, give it up, log in. Log in to Java. <laughs> Java. Yeah. yeah, they also said... And it'll say, are you sure you want to download Java? It's like, no, I'm not sure, but I have to. I don't have to do it. <laughs> I want to do this. And I remember the controls company, the last thing they said was they no longer service the Columbia area. So that was kind of their out. Nice, nice. We know we helped in the beginning, but. So, uh, uh, very good information. So, um, let me just wrap my head around this. So, the the parts that you. So, you go ahead. The the part, the. One thing I haven't mentioned yet is our, our lane is strictly commercial. We don't do any residential. It's commercial, industrial, manufacturing, and healthcare. So commercial office space that has events where it's critical to have a, a nice humidity level, nice climate control areas, that's our bread and butter. You're not going to get higher priority over the grandma down the street that's cold or hot. Um, you know, you are, I, I sought you guys out because you're right in our, our perfect, <laughs> you know, you have an event space, you can't have it on a Saturday be 100 degrees, it's got to work, and you don't have the time to, or, or, or the, you don't need to be dealing with that on a Saturday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, our guys need to be in motion kind of thing, um, 
So I just want to put that out there. We're not dealing with any kind of residential systems. We specialize in complex, hard to you know hard to figure out systems. Uh, we do a lot with boilers and chillers and hospitals and things like that. So controls are obviously a, a part of what we handle and and work with. And if we don't, um, if we're not installing the control systems, a lot of times we'll jump in and be the middleman between you and those people in Charlotte or whoever. Uh, but it, it could be something that, that it might need an upgrade one day. Um, it sounds like it might be a little bit out of date or, or hard to use or this, the company doesn't service it anymore. I'm not here to try to pitch you on a new control system. I, I just It's good to hear what you're talking about because that kind of frames what issues you might be having. Um, as far as preventative maintenance, like the basic filter changes and changing the belts once a year, uh, looking at you know, testing and inspecting equipment once a quarter, do you have any agreements currently? Are you, are you working with somebody now that's doing those services? We do. We do have an agreement. Um, we are at a point that you know, if we were to find, we can give notice if we find the right. We do make a change there, but we're working with Walker Wyatt because they were established when the building was okay. done. And uh, are are they? Do you know if currently if you're getting like an annual or a twice a year or a quarterly checkup? We're do, we have the quarterly okay. Uh, PM, okay. and uh, depending on what part of the year it is, depends on what pieces there. You know, some things are quarterly, some things are different frequency perfect well that's good uh, so uh, I, I i do have something to show you here if i, if I can share my screen and see if this will work bear with me one second so this is a uh, just a brief little we talked about the uh challenges and trends. I was going to talk about an operating strategy that we use, uh, some proven results, and then this implementation process. Uh, these are some of the trends that we've talked about already. Uh, you guys mentioned that it's an aging building. I'm not I'm not calling your building old, Lynn. <laughs> yeah. The building itself is old, but a lot of the parts and pieces inside are new. Like, okay. We had to we do a lot and I'm not saying like every pipe and every everything but I mean we did all the way down to like new sewer exiting the building kind of thing nice so okay well did you have a big renovation of all the mechanical systems when you guys took it over the the units were put in 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 2019 those were fantastic yeah awesome that's why like it's disappointing with the issues we've had and going back and forth between is it a mechanical issue is it a controls issue is it a combination it's been navigating through that and getting external um have you brought somebody that's in to look at it you know as well and uh, just to because it became a blame game between the two and that was when we were both well beyond over it at that point right well so the You've got brand new equipment. It's like three years old. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. Great to hear. I mean, that's that's fantastic. So, uh, um, you know, budgeting, 
a lot of times it's hard for folks to budget when I'm talking to them because they everything's going well and then they don't have any expenses this month, but next month the compressor goes out and it's like a you know ten thousand dollar or eight thousand dollar expense and it's really hard to budget those kind of things. Uh, That's actually what we're waiting on right now. Is a, compressor. Uh, compressor. Um, wow. Well, yeah. a, a compressor. They tried to get it in last budget year, and then they couldn't get it in. So we're still waiting on that. Now it's in our new budget year. So that was a. I was pushing like get it done, so we close it out in the old year. But, what is your fiscal year? Um, October one to September thirty. Okay. Gotcha. Um, Well, first of all, I have to just say you should not have compressors going out three years old um, on three-year-old equipment. The average life expectancy is 12 to 15 years on the piece of equipment, and the compressor is normally six to eight years. So that's telling me maybe coils aren't being cleaned properly or you know, c- causing the system to have to work overtime that causes that compressor to to go out earlier than it's supposed to. It, it You should be getting six to eight years on that compressor. Um, but we can... And I'm more too, like, all the, almost like the mixed messages that unit gets from the control system. Like, a lot of, you know, overwork and right. things like that, too. I think that's not impacting it well either. Gotcha. Um, and uh, obviously increasing energy costs and operating costs, that's a concern for many folks that I'm, I'm talking to after COVID when you've got, you know, we're trying to minimize our cost, obviously, but energy is not getting less expensive. It, it It's going up and up and up. And I, I mentioned to you kind of how I got into this was through the solar and I was trying to get power bills from uh, buildings like yours. When we're talking about HVAC systems, I, I would like to, to get the last 13 months of power bills just because we'd like to see, okay, how do things look as far as are, are they being maintained correctly? And if there are opportunities for energy savings there, we can talk about that because just maintaining the system correctly, we can save 10 to 30% on the power bills is, is a, a, a potential savings there. And then I don't know if you guys have. Do you have any kind of green initiatives with the Girl Scouts? Are you guys doing anything from a corporate level? It's it's been kind of hit or miss. Being real honest, okay. um, it was a big push nationally before, and we tried to implement some things. Like it was, um, you know, in that respect. But um, and then I think everything kind of got tabled and put aside. Just. I mean, even down to recycling, like we had like entered into a recycling agreement that right before COVID and we just put it on hold at that, that point. And, um, sure. you know, but energy wise and some energy audits and things like that, we have done some on our other, our other sites are different. They're resident camps. So it's like small cabins. It's not like a thing like this, but we've, we've had some of those, but sure. as an overall focus, not a complete Okay. I can't really say we've done that at all. Sounds good. This is a neat little pie chart that that, um, ASHRAE, which is a bunch of smart engineers, uh, put together that it says basically 15 to 25% of the building is actually building it, designing it, tearing it down. But the bulk of the costs are this operating and maintenance and replacement cost. 
and they broke that into these eight buckets where all of those expenses fall. And you can see the biggest ones are energy and capital. So the capital piece is that 2019 when you guys replaced all those equipment, um, all those pieces of equipment, that's a big capital outlay, obviously. But this avoidance piece, uh, the avoidance is where if, if we can maintain them properly and get five more years out of them, you know, get 10 more years out of them. There's some pieces of equipment that we've been maintaining, like at Zeus. Um, Zeus is a big client of ours for the last 35 years. We're seeing pieces of equipment lasting 35, 38 years uh, that should have probably died out 15 years, you know, 15 years in like it should, but we're maintaining it properly. So I say all that to say, if we can uh, make sure the PMs are being done, the preventative maintenance, we can a lot of times avoid these big capital outlays, uh, but also work with you on a capital planning piece to try to say, okay, this piece of equipment's got about six more years. Uh, and then these other buckets, you guys mentioned that you currently have a contracted service with uh, Walker and White, that's great, but that's just one little piece of the pie. We like to help um, and Lynn, this might be more in your bucket, uh, but we really like to build this pie chart so that you know what is this building costing us to own and, to own and operate from an operation standpoint. What are what's this pie chart look like for our building? And and I I normally help folks build this, um, but we look at things not just that contracted service piece. We look at things like the major repairs. So you mentioned you're waiting on a compressor. Do you have a off the top of your head? Do you know how much that invoice was, or is supposed to be? Like um, about ninety seven hundred dollars. Right. So I went too far off with the ten thousand. <laughs> I think it was like ninety seven twelve something. I got you. And over the summer, it sounded like you had several other major repair type invoices from service calls. It would have been service more so than repair pieces, I think, probably unless you remember differently. It was just them coming out to check and that whole back and forth between. Yeah, right. Well, before we could do it ourselves, it was, you know, hey, Walker White is out again. Hey, Walker White is out again. And he would just come over and, I mean, I asked, I said, do you all ever visit places this often? He said, never. I mean, it, even to him, it was, it was absurd. But you don't have a full, you don't have for, and this is a question. You don't have a full coverage program where it's all included. They were billing you for those visits, right? Yeah, they billed it under the service. Yeah, the service. Um, what is the word I'm trying to say? Um, the service. Anyway, yeah, it was it was a separate. They have service call kind of thing. Right. There's another word, but it's not in my head right now. But yeah. But that's uh, all right. Those we like to just categorize into major repairs, um, as far as like service calls that you get in the middle of the summer, whether it's cleaning out a drain pan because it was leaking, you know, through the ceiling tile. I don't know if you've ever had that issue. Um, but some... I had a drain pan, but I just saw Coffee's face um, react to that. But we, because the units weren't working right, we had, over the summer, we had this major condensation. Like one unit would stop working and one was working correctly. So it ended up with all this condensation upstairs, so which meant it dripped down on our drop ceiling. It was dripping down to our lobby. Oh gosh! Um, so we've we um, 
our CEO, she was down there, I don't know, this was a couple months ago, and she she just noticed that because the ceiling tiles do need to be taken care of. But I said, I am not about to put ceiling tiles in there until we have this problems fixed. Like, that would just be a waste. Right. And she was, you know, I was to the point that I was going to replace the one in her office just so we didn't have to talk about it anymore. But it's just <laughs> like, this is not... That ceiling tile is not the problem. We gotta uh-huh. fix the big problem first. Right. Let's let's get to the actual issue, the yeah, causes yeah. and conditions that cause that. That. Uh, yeah. Okay. So well, that's helpful to know. So those, if you had any kind of property damage that needed to be fixed, and you had to pay a company to come out and replace ceiling tiles, or you had to go buy five thousand dollars in ceiling tiles, like that company I mentioned, they cut off the units and because they weren't having meetings in the meeting space they had to spend six thousand dollars on new tiles and, and and take up three technicians to come in and you know replace all those tiles those costs would be would fall into this major repair category here but uh, and then parts and materials sometimes if people have in-house staff like they have a crew of maintenance folks they might stockpile parts and things administration that's really your headache of you know, Lynn and, and, and Hoffie having to deal with this issue on, on a Saturday <laughs> when you're trying to go do something that, like go to a Clemson game and you got to stop and deal Sorry, with it. Tigers. That they is. Go to the Carolina game. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a cost to that time and, and there's a cost to the headache of you having to deal with that. So we like to put a dollar to that. Um, and sometimes on, on the administration piece, if it's. Um, if we see that somebody's gotten 10 invoices, for example, over the course of 12 months, if they've gotten 10 service calls and invoices, we'll just put something like $100 on that and call it $1,000 because you have to touch it. Somebody else has to pay it. I mean, it, it's it's worth $100 of your time just to have to deal with that administrative cost. So, And then lost productivity if you had to, if you if you lost a troop that came because they're not coming back because it was really hot, things like that would be lost productivity. And then I'm almost wrapping it up here, but this is normally when we talk to folks, we see that they're operating in a very reactive way. Um, it's hard to budget. That ten thousand dollar spike hits, and you have to figure out if you're going to put it into this year or next year's <laughs> fiscal bu- you know fiscal budget. Um, and every time something goes down and breaks, uh, it causes more wear and tear on the equipment. So that's why you see this going up. Um, what we like to present is an option where it's a more of a full coverage program so that no matter if we had to come out 10 times that year or um, make extra service calls to get it right, all that's included. If a compressor goes out, you don't get that spike because it's covered under our program. And and I'll explain more about this, but I just wanted to plant the seed that this this option here that we provide is something that it sets us apart from other people. And and this is all part of our franchise I mentioned uh, that we're a part of the link service franchise. It, it allows us to show you these savings <laughs> uh, because if, if you knew, Lynn, that on your operating budget for this building at the Girl Scout Center, it, it's only going to be X amount of dollars per month, no matter if three compressors go out or if three pulleys <laughs> need to be re- replaced. It, it allows folks to budget and let us take that risk. And you can see here, most folks are running like a run to fail 
you know, we'll keep running and going like we're going until something breaks and all of a sudden we got to do something very reactive. We're trying to get you on a more proactive standpoint. Does that make sense so far? This is our our process. I mentioned we had processes for everything, which is great, but this call is what I I like to call our concept meeting. Just share with you a different way of doing things. Uh, the next step, if it sounds like something that that might make sense, is we'll do an assessment. I mentioned I'm not the technical person, but uh, I'll I'll bring a technician with me. We'll come out there and do an assessment and just take some photos of the equipment get some serial numbers so that I can go back and see what we're working with. Uh, and then this is also where I, I, I'd like to get some cost, like the last 13 months of power bills um, so that we can do a financial benchmark to see what are things looking like right now. Uh, and we also like to try to get the last three years of major repairs so that we can see, okay, well, are you trending up? Are, are you guys having more and more r- repairs over the last three years that it's getting worse or are things getting better? And a lot of times th- three years of data it, it is a good um, trend line. And then after the assessment, what I'd like to do, Lynn is, is, and, and, and Hoffie, is just schedule another one of these and I'll show you uh, what I found in what we call the verification meeting. And it's a, I'll simply go through all that I found with the financials and what I found when I got there. Um, this is not where I'll, I'll bring like an, a, a, a formal agreement or anything. This is where we simply talk about what we found and we do what we call co-author a solution. So this is where you might say, okay, well, we'll do this part and you guys do that part, but we'll come back and it, if we agree on a scope of work, this is where we actually put pen to paper. And the, the implementation process, that's where I would come out. And we like to do what we call a startup meeting. Um, and we haven't talked about this, but what normally happens is each of our buildings, we, we maintain 800 um, HVAC systems and 800 buildings um, across our territory. And each building has their own primary technician and, and a secondary. So if there is a uh, if there is a service call in July when it's 85 degrees or you know 90 degrees in the building, the same person will show up each time to uh, service it. So you don't have this blame game going back and forth. Well, I don't, I don't know what he did last time, but he didn't fix this. It, it just, the same person's coming to do the PM is the same person that comes to do the repairs. Is the same person that will, you know, be a part of this startup meeting. And then lastly, this care process, uh, this is a key part of what we do nine months into the agreement and then nine months into the agreement, we have a, a, a quick call just to make sure that everything that we're doing is happening. Um, everything that we say we're going to do is is actually you know, coming together. And if there's any questions or if things are changing for you guys, you can let us know. If you're seeing something that we're not doing, uh, we can adapt. So if it sounds like something that you want to you know, take the next little step, I, I'd love to come out there and, and take some photos, see what you got, maybe meet Hoffie out there. Uh, 
if that works for you, Lynn. Yeah, that's totally fine, and you guys can work out on timing and all of that. And, and, yeah. and I'm there sometimes, but I don't need to be part of that. I'll be part of things on, on the deadline if we get that to that point. So. Well, and I've got this little action plan here that, that I would – just to get some dates, because uh, I would like to go ahead and get this on your calendar for the verification meeting, Lynn. Uh, yeah. I like to start at the bottom. Uh, so as far as the implementation, if if all the numbers make sense and everything looks like it's something you guys want to do, is this a, something that you want to start the first of the year? Is it something that you might want to start you know, December 1st? We always start our programs on the first of the month just for billing purposes. It keeps it simple. Um, but I don't know. I like to just ask that question because if it's something you're not looking for until next summer, we don't need to rush to make things happen. But if it's something that we need to get going. Yeah, I would say it just, I need to confirm the exit piece of the other one, but I think it's in a month, but I would say like, um, first, um, you know, first of January, first of February, somewhere in that range. If, okay. If all things were in place, sure, it would probably be the soonest that we could do it. I, I understand, and 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 you know, again, just being honest on our side, January would probably be better for us as far as that starts a new quarter. But um, again, it would just depend on kind of the exit piece on the other. So absolutely, well, and it sometimes there's a thirty day exit piece is what we're seeing on that, but yeah. Um, so we'll just shoot for a January 1st, uh, which makes sense. It's the first of the year. That's no problem at all. It Working backwards, um, the piece before that would be the verification meeting. So um, if we're looking toward like middle of November, Lynn, I was thinking something like the 17th or 16th of November or 15th. Do you have your calendar? Yeah, I'm looking um... – could do like 9 a.m. on the 15th. Can't do the 15th then. I could probably do, I could do most anything on the morning of the 17th. Okay. I've got a 9 a.m. already scheduled, but I could do an 11 if that works. That works. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 7 to 12.30 will be fine. Yeah. Uh, all right. So 11 and it... Uh, so that's uh, eleven seventeen, and then backing that up, uh, if I could get out there with you, Hoffy, maybe next Thursday at one, like on the third. I can do that. Would that work for you? Sure. So that would be eleven three at one p.m. And I, I'll I'll send you a copy of this, uh, just so you guys have a. All, all these dates as well but well that sounds great um i look forward to seeing if there's any opportunity here to help you guys yeah. w- with all these headaches <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize uh all that you had going on but and i will check with my daughter about girl scouts yeah that's right that's, that's a good answer that's that was right. a nice little hook there lynn that, that, that was nice yeah. <laughs> But do you have any questions for me? Did I skip anything that you had questions about? No, I think this is good. I was curious as to the scope of all the work that you did and what areas that you've covered that very well. So um, 
think this is good and just kind of give us an idea of what it looks like. And just a big picture, our, our company is, we're in all of South Carolina, so Charleston, Greenville, uh, Florence, Myrtle Beach area, and uh, Augusta, Georgia, as well as Charlotte. So the Greenville territory, Charleston, I don't know if you, if you have anything down there or if we need to look at something later, but this could be a, maybe we treat it like this as a good starting point and, and use this as a model that if it makes sense, then we could talk about other things. But I just wanted to plant that seed that we're bigger than just Columbia. So. Yeah, currently we don't, I mean, other, our other sites are much small and they're more in the, you know, any units we have are residential units. Um, right. Places. So, yeah. Perfect. And our other office building, the building we're in in Greenville, we're in an office park, so they manage all of that. Um, that's the easy one for me. If there's a problem, I just send an email. But when it's Columbia, you know, like I'm in the system or office in the system because I'm, but. Um, well, it's but, a yeah, lot more so, complex. Right now, we don't have anything of that nature. Sounds good. Well, we will see you on the third, Hoffie, and yeah. we'll be in touch. So. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you all. Have a great day. Bye-bye.